Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Media. Hello, I'm Gavin Stewart, Marketing Director and Co-Founder of Ashton Media and the host of Ashton Cast. This is the second part of a three-part series on how you can stay mentally healthy through COVID-19 and other challenging times. This series is proudly produced in partnership with Unlimited and the legends at our awesome production partners, Podpaste, who have kindly donated their time to help make it happen. Unlimited is a social purpose organization that connects the media, marketing and creative industry with charities helping children and young people at risk. If you want to find out how you can get involved and use your skills for good, please visit unltd.org.au. We've designed this series to give you a set of tools to help you navigate uncertainty and fear and hopefully help you come out the other side stronger and more resilient. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, comment and tell anyone you know that is interested in this industry about this podcast and your favorite episode. You can find Ashton Cast on all major podcast players. Go to ashtonmedia.com.au slash ashtoncast for more info. One quick caveat about the content. We're talking about mental health and mental well-being. This is not a diagnostic tool or treatment plan for serious mental illness. If you're currently receiving any treatment for mental ill health, what I would suggest is that you consult your health practitioner before implementing any changes. Also, given that we're going to be talking about mental health, some of the content you might find triggering. If you need help, then reach out to Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. Like most other people, I'm working from home and the entire series has been produced remotely. So please excuse us if the production is not as polished as usual. Now on to episode two. My chat with Clinton Parr, founder of Align and the Vibes and owner of the best beard in the industry. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am on the air today with the one and only Clint Parr, who is the founder of A Lion and the Vibes. Clint, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful, mate. On top of the world. On top of the world. And uh, I think you were just telling me, mate, that you're doing a little bit of intermittent fasting. Can you tell me, tell me what that's all about? Uh, yeah, intermittent fasting, mate. I don't eat between the hours of about 9 p.m. and 2 p.m. Uh, skip breakfast, have a quite a late lunch, uh, try to lose weight, trying to be a bit more healthy. Uh, and I used to skip breakfast to begin with anyway, so it wasn't too hard a thing to do. And apparently I'm going to be really super healthy now. Oh, fantastic, mate. And I think, you know, trying to get through COVID-19, right, we've got to do anything that we that we can to, you know, try and make ourselves as, as healthy as possible. So, t- tell me, mate, where were you when you first thought COVID-19 was going to explode and, you know, what made you think that? Yeah. Mate, I, uh, I grew up in Newcastle uh, and quite an Aussie bloke, I would describe myself as. And so, for for probably quite a while I had that, oh, she'll be right attitude. Um, You know, hearing about COVID, I was like, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just a cold. And I was one of those people for quite a long time. Yeah, I was a cold Uh, guy as well, mate, honestly. Yeah. When it first came out, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's just a cold. And then someone sent me something and I was like, uh, okay, but please continue. Yeah. Um, And I think there was a weekend sort of um, around early to mid-March where – a bunch of stuff started just shutting down. You know, they started closing down pubs and restaurants and football games and all those sorts of things. And I was just like, shit, maybe this is, um, you know, 
a bit more serious than what I, I thought. Um, and then there was like, like a week there where, you know, basically shit hit the fan. And so it really sort of hit home uh, at that point in time. And um, it was when I sort of went into the office and and we started talking uh, with one of my clients and they were talking about redundancies and things like that. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, this is probably a big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly... Um Certainly been quite the ride, mate. And I know you're a you're a small business owner like me. So you know, how's COVID nineteen impacted your business? Yeah, so significantly uh, is the word that I would use. Um, I think over the last sort of twelve to eighteen months, I'd spent a lot of time working with clients on uh, sort of value, what I'd call value add things. So looking at things like uh, training and development or leadership development um, and those sorts of things or, or helping businesses, you know, put in uh, people and culture pro- processes around things like performance development or well-being, flexibility, that kind of thing. Um, and very quickly within the space of sort of a couple of weeks, um, I had a couple of clients go, Clint, we don't care about that stuff anymore. We're getting ready for everyone to not be in the office. Uh, just help us with that. So, um, there was a period of time there where I was just all hands on deck going, okay, well, how are we going to deal with that? And then also the realities of, you know, actually making people redundant and a, and a few ugly things. Um, and then uh, I woke up after that couple of weeks of mayhem and then just went, oh, geez, what about my business? Like everything that I was working on and all the projects I had, projects I had lined up have now dried up. Uh, what am I going to do? So, um, yeah, sort of spent a little while going, okay, how did that word that everyone's using at the moment, how do I pivot and, and still add value to businesses during this time? Um, there was probably a reality check for me where I th- realised that, you know, this is not going to be a time where I'm going to make a bunch of money. Um, you know, everyone's trying to cut costs and um, adding additional costs onto a business in the form of services for me was just something that people weren't going to do. So I just took on the mindset of, right, okay, how can I help businesses at this point in time, you know, knowing that I may not get paid for everything that I'm doing uh, and then hopefully be there at the end and, you know, if, if they recover and I can help them after that, wonderful. But, um, yeah, so I had to really shift my own mindset and, um, and start to think about how I can add value. Um, and now what I'm doing is really focusing on, okay, well, what, what does the next phase look like for businesses? What's it going to be like when things start to go, well, it's not going to go back to normal, but when we start reopening the economy and, and businesses get back into doing what they do, what's that going to look like? Um, and, and how will they deal with that and how can they plan for it and implement that? So that's the sort of stuff I'm working on at the moment. Great. So, kind of, you know, trying to trying to set your your clients and yourself up for for future success, mate. And so, so yeah. how did it make you feel when you realised that? Oh my gosh, everything that I've you know put in to setting up this business, you know, what? How did it make you feel? You know, when you thought, "Geez, I'm I could be I could be losing my baby here." Yeah, mate. Like a lot of people, I think I've just felt like really exposed and vulnerable. Um, I had gotten to a point where. You know, I'd, I'd sort of spent 18 months building it up to a point where I was feeling quite happy with how things were going um, and it just disappeared. And so I, I read some stuff. I'm a massive nerd. I read a lot of things and um, I was reading about how um, what a lot of people are experiencing at the moment is going through the stages of grief, um, you know, and that denial and, and then anger and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, and I kind of went through that and I went through a period where I was kind of depressed and then I'd go through days where I was angry. And I was like, right, stuff this, you know, what can I do? Yeah. And I'm just going to Damn you, COVID, act. damn you. Yeah, and just I'm, I'm going to do stuff, you know, but not knowing really what I was going to do. Um, and I kind of just had to work through those stages of, of feeling miserable and angry and all that sort of thing um, to get to the point where I could go, okay, cool, you know, I can, I can come back from this. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was tough, man. It was. Yeah. Mate, it's tough. It is, it is tough. Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, I think you kind of touched on it there a bit, mate. But, you know, why is this situation having such an impact for people's mental well-being? Yeah. Mate, I'm, I'm not a psychologist by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'm, I'd, I'd sort of describe myself more as like a people nerd. You know, I'm really fascinated <laughs> and interested and I, I read a lot of things Interesting and whatever. Interesting creatures, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that we've kind of gone into a bit of a perfect storm, really. Um, you know, this thing has happened to us where hum- humanity's sort of been exposed and, and shown for how vulnerable that we really are. Um, there's lots of things that we just kind of took for granted, particularly in a lucky country like Australia, um, you know, where we've got our freedoms, we've got uh, toilet paper, we've got jobs and all these sorts of things that just really quickly got taken away from us. Um, and then on top of that, you've got this really, um, really big, quick moving media cycle or, or hype cycle where they were just looking for um, a lot of headlines just to throw at people because they knew that, you know, cynically speaking, this is where they kind of make their money, right? Everyone's yeah. going to be reading Everyone's the news and what's going man. on. Let's, let's, you know, let's jump on it, right? Exactly. So that just took over. And like with social media and all those sorts of things where you're just getting constant updates and bombarded with these fear-filled headlines, um, you know, you you just, you buy into it. And then on top of that, we're forced to deal with this in isolation. You know, we're forced to just sit at our homes and do it. And humans are are not um, designed to basically be by themselves like that. And so you're dealing with all this stuff and now you've got to do it on your own. Um, so I think, you know, it's just sort of like this perfect storm to go, right, mental health, boom. Yeah, right. And so, mate, so, so tell us a little bit about your history and, and how that's, you know, affected your own sort of personal resilience through this situation now. Yeah. Um, so my, I won't go back to when I was born, but my sort of background is uh, I grew up in Newcastle, um, quite a knockabout fella, you know, the, the same Novacastrian. Yeah, Novacastrian. Love my footy, love my beers, love my mates, all that sort love of stuff. Beard. <laughs> love my beard. Um, so kind of grew up with that sort of, uh, you know, she'll be right kind of attitude to life, you know. And I, and I have been very blessed and very lucky throughout my life to um, grow up with a loving family and, and, um, and have all that sort of support around me. Um, so, you know, the extent of my challenges throughout my life and the stuff that I've had to deal with, I've, I've had a few things like a, a parent passing away when I was younger and, and things like that. But, um, you know, on top of that, I haven't had a lot of really significant struggles to deal with. I've, I've been really, really lucky in that way. Um, so when you're faced with this sort of stuff, I think from my point of view, it was really um, different, kind of confronting. Um, 
And I, when I go into these sorts of things, I just want to learn and understand stuff. So I just started reading things, you know, just like, right, what's going on? I need to, I need to figure out what's happening here so I can figure out how to deal with it. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a, it was a strange one for me, but mate, um, it's strange for everyone, right? You know, and it's yeah. just, do you, do you still find like me, me personally? Um, do you still find that you have waves? where it's, you know, days where it's, you know what, I feel fantastic mm. all day and then all of a sudden it could be like two little things happen and you go, oh, far out, man, yep. really? And it just totally, totally ruins your day, you know? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, and I think we all do that. I, I'm naturally quite an optimistic person. I think kind of a bit like yourself, you know, and a big part of my job has also been with some of the clients that I'm working with is talking to the leaders of companies, but also talking to the employees on the shop floor who are struggling um, and trying to stay really positive for those guys and, and go, you know, it's going to be okay and try and support them through this sort of thing. Um, on my down days has been quite hard. Yeah, because you know? I mean, you know, that takes a lot of energy, right? A lot yeah. of energy to, to, to be that positive force when, you know, everyone else is, is feeling so dark, I guess. And so, you know, a part of your work at Align of the Vibes is, is helping leaders through this uncertainty and helping their teams through this uncertainty. So, yeah. you know, what advice would you have for, for leaders right now? Yeah, so there's a, a couple of things I think here, mate. Um, I don't know if you watch uh, Ozark, but uh, Wendy Bird quoted Winston Churchill in one of the more recent episodes I saw where she says, never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, and I think that's a really important thing for us to, to understand. You know, this is a, a time of reset uh, for us and there's a lot of things for us to, to learn and change through this, um, you know, both with how we treat our people but also looking just basic things like what's our business model and is it the right thing and, and all those sorts of things. So um, my advice to leaders is, is never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, learn from this, grow from this, you know, and, and get better. Um, but the other thing is talk to your people. Um, you know, this is – talk to them from a point of view of supporting them, um, you know, and loving them and looking after them. Um, but also involve them in creating what your new future looks like um, for the business because they've got a lot to add. You know, they're the guys who are facing the challenges. They're the ones who are seeing where there have been inefficiencies in processes or where the technology is failing them or um, they're the ones talking to customers, th those sorts of things. Um, involve them in this process of, of creating your new future. Um, you know, don't, it's not just on leaders to do this um, by themselves. I mean, it, this is weird. We've kind of, we've been forced, whether we know it or not, we've been forced into this weird massive experiment where um, it's the working from home experiment. And one of the clients that I was working with, um, I'd actually started working with them last year um, around October, November about putting in place a flexible work policy um, and getting us to a stage where we were able to work from home and, and all that sort of thing. And that was a really long process um, because there was a lot of resistance from leadership who had, you know, the concerns that a lot of leaders have about working from home, you know, oh, are people actually going to be working? Uh, you know, we're, we're a collaborative business. How's that going to work if people aren't in the office? All, all those sorts of normal things. Um, and so over the last few months, you know, the, the end of last year and the beginning of this year, the, the, the take up of really embedding that into their culture um, was really slow. 
Um, and then within a week, we just went, no, nah, stuff it. Everyone's working from home. We don't have a choice. And, and I got up and we, we did a bit of a training on, you know, how are we going to do this and how are we going to be effective working from home? And, and I sort of got up and said, guys, you don't know how badly I've been trying to get you guys to work from home. I had to manufacture a, uh, a virus here to force us into this <laughs> situation. Uh, that's, this is how tough I am about this. Um, yeah, so th- this has been a big experiment for everyone. So yeah. w- we need to learn from that and, and take, take the learnings from that and, and use them going forwards. Yeah, that's some brilliant advice there for leaders, mate. And I think, you know, the purpose of this podcast series, working with Unlimited um, on, on their mentally healthy initiative is to, you know, offer really practical solutions and actions mm. that we can sort of take to reduce some of the stress, help cope with some of the uncertainty and the impact of, of the lockdown and, you know, what's on, on the other side, right? Yep. So, can we maybe break that down into five actions that you think people can take? I know you're not a psychologist, yep. right? This is just your take on it, but just, you know, yep. five actions that people can take. Yeah. So, boundaries, 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 mindset. Am I five? two, but five, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'll, I'll, break, I'll break them down. So, boundary, boundaries is, is probably one of the most important things that you can do to protect your work and your mental health going through this stuff. So, the first thing is um, creating physical boundaries for yourself. Um, there's a, uh, a training thing that I listened to the other day where they say you need to create your temple of focus uh, within your house if you're working from home. Um, and that means creating physical boundaries around where you do your work and where your home life is. Um, so kitchen tables are generally a pretty bad place to do that. Um, and so any way that you can create a physical boundary, whether that be having a home office, if you're lucky enough to do that, I am not. Um, but uh, going into another bedroom, um, you know, going and setting up in the bathroom if you need to do that, like anything that you can do to create a physical boundary around having a place to go to do your work is super important. And then creating that workspace to make it a place that um, is really easy for you to get work done. So it needs to be clean, organized um, and the stuff that you need to do to do your work is there for you ready to go so that you're not having to get up and walk around the house to find things or whatever but you're also not being distracted by um, a basket of washing that's sitting on the kitchen table next to you um, that needs to be done you know distracting you from what you do so the first thing is um, my first action is to to set up that temple of focus um, for yourself Uh, the second thing is setting boundaries around your time um, one of the biggest struggles that we have is creating that boundary between when we're working and when we're not working. Um, you know, we're at home, um, and we've got, uh, things to do at work and things to do at home. And those lines blur, um, often blur and setting boundaries with your wife not to walk in behind your camera while you're <laughs> When we're doing, doing a podcast, podcast, mate, don't worry. Uh, My neighbours behind me are building a deck, so I do apologise if if, uh, if any of the listeners or you, Clint, if it's distracting, mate. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> Welcome right, to the mate. reality of working from home, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, mate, the, the things I would say with, your, with setting boundaries around your time is be very binary around how you do your work. Either be doing work or not doing work. You're either 
on or, or you're off and be very binary about those things. Um, try not to blur the two. Try not to be working and then go, oh, I'm just waiting for the washing machine to finish and then I'm going to duck over there and put that out. Um, you schedule those break times into your day so that you're on or off. Um, have set start times and set finish times. Um, so be very vigilant around going, right, I am going to log on at 8, 9, what, whatever time you're logging on, uh, and I'm logging off at 5, 6, whatever time that is for you, and hold yourself to a very high standard of staying to those hours. Um, the temptation a lot of people have is, you know, they'll have logged off for the day. It's, you know, seven o'clock, they're watching Tiger King and then they'll get a little ding on their phone and like, oh, I'll just quickly check this email. It'll only take me two minutes. It never takes two minutes. Um, you know, it changes there's a time- your state, right? It changes your focus, exactly. right? So this is like, and it's the blurry thing, right? Yeah. Because, you know, if you're, if you're outside of your temple of focus, uh, you know, and then you're working outside of your, you know, your working hours, you know, mm. where does the division between home and work exist? Exactly, exactly. And that may be fine to do that one night or two nights or three nights. But if you're going to be working home at, from home for the next few months and you're doing that every night, uh, that becomes a problem and that will impact your mental health. Um, so then you need to also be very... Uh, you need to schedule in your break times and your personal time. So actually put into your calendar, right, this is when I'm going to be uh, exercising. This is when I'm going to have my lunch. This is when I'm going to put out those loads of washing. You know, get really detailed around scheduling your day so that you can you can have those boundaries uh, with your time. Um, and then turn your notifications off. When you've logged off, turn, like turn them off. I've turned off the notifications on my phone. Um, so that when I'm not working, I'm not getting those little things that pop up to say, yep. hey, Clint, uh, so-and-so's just emailed you. So You know what I love uh, as well? Do not disturb on your phone, right? Because then yeah. you get no notifications of, of any of that stuff, you know, and it, it's it's a less of a, a temptation, right? Because it's not even there. It's just a black screen. You can't even see what's going on behind that screen, right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so use technology to do those things. Set up your out-of-office on your email if you need to do that. Set up no, or, or turn off notifications, um, all those sorts of things. Uh, so, yeah, that's boundaries around your time. Um, build balance into your day. Uh, is really important. Um, schedule in time for exercise. Exercise is really important for mental health. Um, so schedule in time for exercise. Uh, schedule in time for mindfulness. Uh, Gav, you you're into to doing that meditation. And, yeah, I meditate yeah. every day. Um, it's scientifically a really really good thing to do. Really good thing. It actually makes your brain younger. Uh, and makes you more able to focus on your work um, meditating. If meditating is not for you because it's a bit too fluffy or whatever, um, you know, just spend a bit of time doing some breathing or, or just thinking about things that you're grateful for, but just spend a bit of time to, um, you know, just stop for a minute um, and just just collect yourself. Um, Be in that moment, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just... Schedule in your, your personal stuff. Um, the fourth thing is connection. Um, make time to connect with people. Uh, one of the things that I'm actually really grateful for around, um, you know, this, this social isolation stuff is that um, I've now set up a weekly Zoom call with a bunch of mates that I used to go to school with, um, you know, who are still my best mates. But I, I never used to 
see them because they're still living up in Newcastle. It's amazing, right? Uh, yeah. Now it's I amazing. speak, I speak I to them every week. I connected with people that I, you know, hardly ever spoke to before and now it's like sparked off and I, and I hope it continues beyond, you know, when we yeah. get back into the outside world. And I think it will, you know, because yeah. I think this is a moment to pause and go, hey, we forgot about some of the really important stuff, you know, yep. we forgot about it because we're always so busy, always on, you know. Yeah, This is exactly. a brilliant time to just pause and reflect and, you know, reconnect. So, that's, that's great advice. Yeah. And, and number five um, there. Uh, so one more thing on connection is, um, connect at home with your partner or your family in meaningful ways. Um, a lot of us are sort of getting a bit annoyed with being surrounded by these people constantly. Um, but, and I went through that process as well. I was just like, I just need to get away from my wife. Right. Um, but, uh, just over the last couple of weeks decided to do the opposite of that and go rather than just let's sit on the lounge together and watch telly, you know, um, we've sort of gone, right, well, we're going to play cards tonight or we're going to play a board game or, or, you know, just sit and have a a chat or or whatever we're going to do. Um, and it's been really good. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of enjoyed that. It's cool, right? Like there's, you know, you're seeing so much more of each other. You really, you know, there's heaps of different stuff you can do to, to make sure that you, you stay interested in each other yeah. and, and, you know, and that kind of thing. And so what's number five there, bud? Uh, mindset. Um, so try and build a, a growth mindset or a positive mindset for yourself. Um, you know, you, I've seen a lot of articles come out around, you know, do you want to survive or thrive and telling you go out and learn a new language or, um, you know, learn a new skill or get really fit and all these sorts of things. But, you know, that's not for everyone. Um, you know, they might be a different part of their journey and that actually can frustrate a lot of people being told to do that sort of stuff when they're just really worried about, you know, paying the bills. And, and that sort of thing. Um, so don't. So go easy on yourself, but just try and find the things that you are grateful for around what's been going on at the moment, um, and and sort of reevaluate your priorities and, and your values and the things that you think are really important. Um, so that as we st- as things start to turn around for people, um, you know they can they can take those things moving forwards. But it's just uh, to remind yourself that this is temporary and um, and that things will get better. Um, and, and try and have a positive mindset about things. Yeah, it is. It is. It is temporary, you know. And and, and that's something that you know. And it's okay to to not be okay as well. Yeah, you know. And exactly. it's okay to not feel like you have to do a million things. You know. I think yep. that's so that's so important. You know. That that's that's great advice there, mate. And yeah. I mean, I think you kind of you, you kind of uh, touched on a lot of sort of working working from home hacks w- within that piece. So yeah, what what have you personally learnt? Um, during COVID, you know, what, 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 what's COVID taught you? Uh, mate, I have learned that I take a lot of things for granted. Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of things, you know, the stuff I mentioned before, just being able to duck up the shops and, and buy toilet paper or, or, or having a job, um, being able to watch the footy on the weekend, you know, things like that, uh, that I've just sort of taken for granted. Um, and I've learned that, um, you know, we're actually really, really lucky um, at, at the moment, uh, or not right at the moment. But right, um, Australia is yeah, incredibly lucky in the in the global scheme of things with COVID. Yeah, you know to say, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but the other thing I've learned is how quickly companies and countries and individuals can change when they have to. 
Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time, I'm a really big advocate for working from home and workplace flexibility and, and all those sorts of things. And going and talking to companies about this and trying to get them to go, hey, this is something that you guys could do and it would really benefit your company from uh, a whole host of, of different um, ways. Uh, and the pushback that I've been getting from people on that Um but then within a couple of weeks, they've had to go, oh, well, yep, we're, we're doing it, you know, when as before they couldn't even imagine a way that they could possibly do it and now it's just happening. Um, so I think how quickly people can change and how quickly if we all come together, we can actually do some really good stuff um, is great. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I think, you know, is there anything in this experience that can actually help us come out of the other end like stronger and and more resilient because a lot of people are talking about you know there's the first wave of covid right which is mm. which is the virus and the fear yeah and, and all the associated things and then there's the the next wave which we're talking about as like as the mental health crisis so yeah you know what what can people do to come out the other end stronger and more resilient yeah mate the there, there's a lot of things. And, and I want to preface this by saying what you kind of touched on before, that um, this is a really personal thing for a lot of people. Um, they're having their own emotional reactions to stuff and, and that five stages of grief, which I spoke about before, and, you know, people are going to be at different stages. And so I, I wouldn't come out here and go, oh, hey, get out there and get really fit and learn a new language and learn all these new skills and then come out the other side feeling great. Um you know, I always used to imagine, you know, when I was watching shows on telly where these guys are in jail and I was like, man, if I was in jail, I would get so fit, like so ripped because I just like exercise the whole time. And I'm kind of in a less horrible version of jail at the moment, but I haven't done that, you know, yeah. like so <laughs> So I'm not going to sort of sit here and, and just say, oh, I'll go out and do all this sort of stuff. But I would say to people, um, never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, you know, look at the things that you can learn from this and, and sort of take forward with you. Um, and the other thing is to just think about the things that you have really enjoyed as a part of this process. So for me, it's building a stronger connection with my daughter and teaching her to ride a bike. You know, that's been wonderful. And, and I've awesome. realized just how much I really enjoy being a dad. Um, yep. you know, and there may be things that you've really, people really enjoyed, like they've enjoyed not having to commute to work every day. Oh man, uh, I, I love not commuting. Hey, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so that some people will come out of this and they'll be like, man, I actually really value my job, you know, and they, and they can have a renewed sense of vigor about their, um, their job, you know, and get back into work and really love that. And some of the things that used to annoy them maybe may disappear. Um, some people might go, you know what? I actually really enjoyed spending time with my family or spending time on my health or, you know, having a bit more quiet time or something like that. And maybe I don't want to go back to work five days a week. Maybe I want to go back to work four days a week or three days a week or work from home sometime or, you know, figure out what those things are. And then when you're coming out the other side of this, figure out how to keep those things as a major part of your life. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we do come out the back of this, you know, those conversations that you were having in like December, November last year with that client mm. about working from home, it's it's totally shifted things by like 10 years when it comes to, yeah. you know, working remotely. I, I'm seeing a lot of... Uh, in, in the future, there's going to be a lot of empty commercial real estate around. Yeah. A lot. 
Absolutely, yep. for sure. Mm. So, um, so mate, so you know, let's let's just change it up here a little bit. And um, mm. what what do you like to do in in your own time when when we're in the kind of normal world? You know, what 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 are you into? Yeah. So, mate, I'm blessed to have uh, a, a great family. Um, I actually really enjoy spending time with my my wife uh, most of the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, on, on top of that, I am uh, I'm a disciple of Bandit. Um, from Bluey. Uh, so I sort of sit there and watch Bluey with my daughter and then, uh, you know, figure out how I can become a little bit more like that. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time with her. She's a, she's an absolute riot, uh, which is good. Um, outside of that, mate, I, um, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. I, I read a lot of stuff. Like uh, I'm really into sort of uh, people and psychology and emotional intelligence and leadership and, uh, you know, businesses and uh, all that sort of stuff. So I read quite a bit of that and uh, do that sort of stuff. Um, what else do I do? Oh, I'm perpetually trying to get back into running. Uh, I, I used to run marathons years and years ago and I'm always getting back into running. Um, Perhaps just, it's the weight of your ginormous beard that's holding you back from being a marathon runner, mate. Uh, maybe the beard, maybe the ginormous belly as well. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, mate. And so you, um, you you touched on it there, but, but what are what are some, you know, some books that you're into, some podcasts, movies, maybe, maybe particularly stuff that you go to like during challenging times? Yeah. Uh, so I'm also a, a spiritual man. I think they call call them God botherers. Um, so <laughs> I I, uh, I go to the Bible, but that's uh, probably not what everyone's looking for. Um, but uh, in, in terms of books, um, I tend to go for, uh, as I said before, kind of like the psychology books or emotional intelligence books, but also ones that are um, I've, I've found what I found going through this last couple of months is I've gone to more practical books um, to help me. So things like um, The Power of Habits and how do you recognise and build really good habits. So that, that was one I read recently. Um, and then The 4-Hour Workweek um, by Tim Ferriss, which is sort of around. Great, yeah, great, isn't it? Yeah, really good. So I, I found myself reading sort of practical books uh, like that, um, but then also uh, books about running. Because I feel like if I'm reading about running, then I'm actually back into running, even though I don't run as much as I should. Um, so from a book's perspective, that, and I also read a lot of blogs, um, so HR blogs and um, uh, those sorts of things as well. Okay. Um, but what I've found myself, spent, where I've found a lot of my focus going is going into training sessions uh, and, and like training skills. So I've recently done a negotiation training course through um, Masterclass, um, which is an online training thing. So I did a negotiation one. I also did a poker that, Masterclass. That's the FBI agent, right? Or, yeah, that's yeah, the one. What's his name? Uh, Chris Voss. Yeah. It's really that's good, cool, man. man. Yeah, yeah. I it's think he's really got an good. awesome book called Never Split the Difference. Yeah. Well, well yeah. worth a read. Mate, it's uh, so that, that class was really cool. Uh, also did a poker one with Daniel Negreanu. Um, so I'm maybe going to pivot into professional poker. <laughs> uh, and then um, also uh, did one on uh, this thing called the habit of ferocity, um, which is about um, understanding your flow state and building um, grit, uh, you know, just 
building the ability to sort of power through and, and you get gotta stuff done. You've got to have grit right now, don't you, Clint? <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, and then also a, uh, a Tony Robbins one, which I've just started um, on uh, rapid planning method. And um, again, it's just about like goal setting and and um, and all that sort of stuff. Um, mate, I'm so a yeah, huge fan of Tony Robbins. Huge yeah. fan of Tony Robbins. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Me too. Mate, uh, awesome, but and and um, look, you know that that's pretty much us. But but do you do you have any uh, any parting words or, or thoughts you'd like to to share? Yeah, mate, nothing that's not going to come across as some just like pithy sort of statement. Um, I think, and it's probably quite cliched, but I'll just say to people: try not to get too caught up in the future. Um, you know, where that's where the fear comes from is when we're looking down the down into the future and going, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Um, but there's plenty of good stuff. Like there's plenty of joy to be found in our day-to-day lives. And I think for the majority of people, if you're lucky enough that you've got the time to sit here and listen to this podcast, you're probably in a situation where your your day-to-day life is not life-threatening, um, you know, and there, there is going to be some joy to be found um, in, in each day. Um, yeah, that, that's probably my thing. It's just just to try and find the joy in things. Find the joy. Find the joy mm. while you've got the time, huh? Exactly, yeah. Brilliant. Awesome. Clint, mate, that was terrific. I really, really appreciate your time. And, uh, Pleasure. And some fantastic advice there for, for people, mate. Thank you very much, Clint Barr. Pleasure, mate. This series is proudly produced in partnership with Unlimited and the legends at our awesome production partners, Podpaste, who have donated their time to make it happen. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, comment and tell anyone you know that is interested in this industry about this podcast and your favourite episode. Go to ashtonmedia.com.au slash ashtoncast for more info. Make sure you tune in next week for my chat with Mitch Wallace, founder and CEO of Heart on My Sleeve. Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Media.